All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a camera to the light of the universe. Because we see to get the stars, or to be chosen them because we are human, this pointless reading. Do the stars were right, they could plunge from worlds, worlds, stars. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 5 of our campaign based on the setting book Berlin the Wicked City, written by David Larkins with Mike Mason, Lynn Hardy and published by Chaosium. We are currently playing The Devil Eats Flies. Who are you playing and how are you today, Brayden? Hey, Brayden here, playing Sedina Andrasov, and I pushed my German brother off a cliff and said, look mum, no hands. <laughs> my god! <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that is horrifying. The internet has so many jokes. <laughs> uh, How? I just, I, I don't want to follow that. <laughs> no, I should put Brayden last, really. But then I have to follow him. It's a problem. It's true. Yeah, that's where people get some recovery time. Uh, hi, everybody. I am playing Moritz Baum, and I didn't look up any jokes. <laughs> Lydia. Hi everyone, I'm playing Andreas Vogel, and since we're off to the Moulin Rouge, does anybody know the German for voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Chili. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm playing Max Oswald, and if we see Lulu again, I'm going to shout. <laughs> and I'm... Oh, <laughs> I don't get that one. <laughs> Wait, is that the wrong generation? <laughs> no, that's, that's excellent. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> We must just be ignorant. Well, <laughs> I can't no, wait to get tweets about this. <laughs> uh, I get it now. Uh, you guys are going to have to educate us and be on the madness. All right. And I'm Pedro, you keep for the day. And life is a cabaret, so come die in this cabaret. What? It's not a joke. It's not really a joke. But Life is a Cabaret is a song. It was like half reference, zero percent joke. Yeah, I'm tired. There's a lot to, there's a lot to do. Uh, Lydia, tell us what happened last time. After their eventful and Nazi-punching lunch, the group go to the park to decompress. As they walk, they pass blackboards showing the sinking hourly value of the mark. The German currency is in freefall, and nobody can avoid a sense of encroaching economic doom. That afternoon, Moritz and Sadie receive a message via a pneumatic tube post, an invitation from a Russian prince to a meeting at a luxury hotel somewhat worryingly known for right-wing paramilitary activity. With Max and Andreas in tow, they set off, wondering if they are being invited for business or dubious pleasure. 
Prince Gabriel Konstantinovich greets them in the full dress uniform of a cavalry officer. As he offers drinks and cigars, the group realises they have seen him before. He was outside Café Romanisches that very afternoon. Quoting Yeats's nightmarish The Second Coming, the prince talks of the era's anarchy and destruction. He has visited the execution site of Tsar Nicholas and found what he believes to be the Tsarina's diary pushed into a gap in the wall. The book was marked with a swastika, which the Tsarina saw as a good luck symbol. He recounts news stories of Karl Grossman and the lists of women's names in his journal. One such name was Sasanowski, which the prince believes is the alias of a young Polish girl, Franziska Shamskowska, now missing. He asks the group to investigate her fate. Did she become one of Grossman's victims? He will pay in hard currency, a truly princely sum of three pounds sterling a day. Shamskowska, described as young and attractive with strawberry blonde hair, was known to frequent cafes around Andreasplatz, so the investigation begins there. It is a poor district, its train station a hub for Eastern European migrants heading west. None of the local cafe owners have seen her. A flustered Andreas, whose tastes lie mainly in the other direction, is propositioned by Lulu, one of the area's many prostitutes, and he leaves the conversation to the distinctly more charming Max. Lulu does not remember a girl of Shamskovska's description, but she is more forthcoming about Grossman. She once spent a night with him and was lucky to escape alive. She still bears the scars. Grossman often took his victims to the Red Mill Cabaret, Lulu says. It seems a night at Berlin's very own Moulin Rouge is beckoning. And uh, shall we start at the Cabaret? So you make your way to the Red Mill Cabaret. Sorry, see as we approach the cabaret, can Max take some drugs, please? Please, sir, can I take some drugs? Outside? Like in the yard? Oh. Uh, yeah, if there's like a shadowy corner or um, a, a, a wee hidey You could place. take them Just, or... in the cabaret. I'm sure that would be fine okay. also. That's what Andreas plans. <laughs> Let it be known I plan to consume some drugs. Um, if you forget, of course. That would be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um... And I also want to talk to Sadie, so um, I think I'm going to like gently tap her on the shoulder and say, um, Sadie, can we talk quickly? Max, uh, yeah, what's up? How are you feeling? I, I just want to check in after the shock of hearing about that monster Grossman again. Um, this has been hard, definitely. But knowing that he's dead definitely helps. Feels like we're helping a little here. I know that you get anxious in crowds and this is a new place, so just stay close to me and I will look after you. Thank you, Max. She'll grab onto their arm. Now the drugs. <laughs> to the drugs. <laughs> Got my mother-in-law, time to get some cocaine. <laughs> So, as I was saying, the Red Mill Cabaret sits in the cellar of a former restaurant. Access is via a side door 
in a rubbish-strewn alleyway that smells of vomit and urine. So perfect place to take drugs, Max. <laughs> Are you taking the drugs inside or outside? Have you decided? If this is a, if there's nobody in the alley, I, like I think I'm probably pretty practiced at, at doing a quick like hand up to the face sniff and like they're spirited away before anybody clocks what I'm doing. Okay. Moritz would be happy to provide a bit of like human shielding. He's got a <laughs> compact and some lipstick out because he feels very underdressed. But uh, to be fair, he's quite small. Also, there's like another five people taking drugs in the Salaway probably, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> I, I, just, I just joined the drug queue. <laughs> Andreas has standards. He's going to wait till he's inside. Okay. Um, of course, that means that now that you've taken your dose, you have certain effects for a certain amount of hours. Yeah. So it's time to uh, write that down and keep it in mind in the timekeeper's box. <laughs> that makes it sound like <laughs> get to the timekeeper's box. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we have a special system for keeping track of people's drugs intake because the best part of drugs is the bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that why you guys take drugs too? <laughs> Right? <laughs> so all the paperwork it generates really gets me going. I love filling in that Excel spreadsheet after, after every dose. It's a sweet natural high that comes after the unnatural high. <laughs> Get high on maths, y'all. Get out of here first. So what are the side effects of cocaine? So I get one bonus die to fast talk listen and spot hidden rolls. So I'm going at a million miles an hour and my eyes are darting all over the place. Mm -hmm. And to corn rolls to avoid exhaustion. I ignore the requirement to make a corn roll to stay conscious when I suffer a major wound. I'm immune to the knockout blow manoeuvre and I can only be rendered unconscious when reduced to zero hit points. So all positive. However, <laughs> ahem, I get one penalty die to all skills requiring mental concentration and if I take further doses after this one, I start to lose sanity. All right. And how long for? 1d3 times 10 minutes per dose. So that will be 3, 30 minutes. Okay. Please write that down. And uh, I guess uh, keep in mind the next 30 minutes in case you want to do anything that uh, involves these penalties and bonuses. Or if you okay. want to get get in a fight and not have to pass out when you <laughs> lose half your hit points. <laughs> so after you're done taking your drugs, you walk down a short flight of stairs, which leads to a low-ceilinged, plaster-walled basement. The cramped little joint is packed with screeching prostitutes, drunken proles, criminals and deadbeats. The air is positively thick with cigarette smoke, reducing clear visibility to about 10 feet or 3 meters. A small stage area can be seen at the back, and as you enter, you're led to your table by the broad-shouldered maitre d', Eric. You see a sweaty and bespectacled man up on stage, seated on a rickety chair, a rather beaten-up ventriloquist dummy on his lap. His querulous voice is drowned out by shouts from the drunken crowd. Get off stage, fartgas! You're garbage! You lousy bull! And so forth. <laughs> the ventriloquist quickly exits the stage amid jeers as the club's armchair orchestra strikes up a jaunty tune. 
Whew, tough crowd. <laughs> I am so glad I didn't get high before I saw that dummy. It would have done very <laughs> strange things to my brain. Why are you talking about? This is fantastic. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my boy. I thought that there would be more um, beautiful women and music and this is not what I expect from the cabaret. I'm disappointed too. This place isn't a patch on the MK. My goodness, but we've got to open for business again. The people must be starved for entertainment. Look at these poor souls. I need a drink. Well, at least now you've seen the competition. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Andreas. You... Uh, also glad you haven't taken drugs, because after your eyes, you know, peel away from that uh, creepy, creepy ventriloquist dummy, you realize that even though you haven't been to this place before, you've been here before. Ooh. It's all so, so oddly familiar. I think I know what that is. Does Andreas realize what it is? Yes, you realize that this is the club you had a dream about a year ago. Must have been a very impactful dream. But also, you know, maybe you've been here before and it was in the back of your mind somehow. Maybe you were on drugs, you can't quite remember. But it is strange. Maybe I blacked out. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> but I, I know I know this place. There was a... a, a dream. Ma Max, it, it was just shortly before I met you and there was a dream with a, a, a girl a, a, a Slavic looking girl with red hair yes it was it was about a year ago what do you think it means it's not related to what happened to us is it honestly I I don't know I mean what we saw then it was it was not logical at all just have to accept it for what it was. It, maybe it was showing us something. Something for tonight. I I, I don't know. Uh, can anybody see a, a red-haired girl in here? I'll look round. Mm, no. It was the other side of the dance floor, I think. Somebody come dance with me now. Come on. We're going <laughs> to dance. All of us, we're all going to dance. Come on. <laughs> And I think he grabs everybody's hand and um, <laughs> pulls everybody onto the dance floor. No. Well, okay. I just, uh, I, I drink. I just, all right then. <laughs> ah, dance. drink while we're dancing. <laughs> Amazing. Synchronized dance party time. We all do a flash mob. <laughs> now yeah. let's play some music and imagine all the characters <laughs> dancing. <laughs> we do four of the most popular dances from Fortnite, right? That appeals to the kids. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What were the popular dances of the day? Well, if Babylon Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing that weird funky chicken dance. There's a lot uh, of synchronized dancing going on, it's isn't true. there? But you, of course, you just uh, you have the armchair orchestra now, so it's probably not that exciting. What's an armchair orchestra? Is that like, is that the equivalent of elevator music? It says it's a jaunty tune, but I imagine okay. it's more of a filler. Yeah, I guess a filler between acts. I'm not sure if it's like a main act, mm, if that makes sense. So not like a proper Charleston, but some general jaunty general like, toe tapping some yeah, of us are on cocaine up. though i mean how I hard mean, do you go <laughs> i'm having a great time sadin is <laughs> <laughs> probably getting very exhausted dancing with you <laughs> oh, 
Uh, what, what were we here for? <laughs> what, what's happening again? <laughs> we're looking for Francisco Shamskovska, right? Shamskovska. Yeah, Shamskovska. But in the meantime, it's been revealed that you had a dream about this place, and that's a big deal. <laughs> it yeah. was. Well, Shamskovska, red hair, strawberry blonde, strawberry blonde is red, right? Mm-hmm. If you squint. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying you had a dream about this, Biddy, we're after. I have no idea who I had a dream about. I just know I had one. Well, the dreams Sadie and I have been having recently did not go so well for the young ladies. I do hope this is different. We have been getting sent dreams as warnings. I hope this dream is uh, is a bit more uh, positive, perhaps. Well, it didn't last long. All I know is that I went over to her. I was... On the other side of the dance floor, I saw her, I greeted her, and then, then nothing. Or at least nothing I can remember. And what of your hands in the stream? Were they your own? As far as I know. And not, uh, not caked in her blood, nothing like that? I think I would have remembered that. Good, good, that's a good sign. <laughs> well, it's a fairly low bar, but yes, it is a good sign. Yeah, nevertheless, count your blessings, that's all I'm saying. Hmm. While um, Max is twirling me around several times, can I cast my eyes around <laughs> the room? Or just while I get a brief intermission, can I just cast my eyes around the room and see if I can see anyone matching the description on the outside of the room? Or perhaps on the dance floor? Uh, yeah, sure. Feel free to um, roll me a spot hidden. It's the really um, encouraging way that you say these things. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, should I ask for a roll? What's the point? Uh, let's do it anyway. Just for funsies. Yeah, there's no one here matching that description. Yeah, and you're certain. Wow, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we you know, you probably, you, you spot some really like grotesque, um, you know, saliva swapping in a corner. And that <laughs> makes you feel really uncomfortable by how like much attention you paid to your surroundings so and that's the real reward yeah. you did it <laughs> i think i need some drugs lose the sanity <laughs> for looking too hard in a cabaret yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever do that while sober <laughs> <laughs> uh, what um what what do we drink in the 1920s good question cocktails of some kind right yeah 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 i guess so all kinds I'll wave over a server or go up to the bar and I'll hand over um, five dollars and say uh, a round of drinks for our table please and ha tell me have you seen a girl uh, a redhead Shamskovska is her name okay now I'd like you to remind me what your credit rating is it is 75. Rich as fuck. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the person at the bar looks at you with intense disdain. Like they can smell that you don't belong there. Uh-oh. Just from how like well trimmed the edges of your outfit are. And they raise an eyebrow when they see that you have all this money and you're just buying drinks for your friends 
Um, of course, it does help that you've overpaid significantly. <laughs> but according to the book, I'd need a social role at an extreme difficulty. Okay. We've uh, come to the proletarian bar and they're not serving our bourgeoisie assets. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and yeah, you're not sharing the drinks, so I can't give you a bonus die, I'm afraid. Do you seriously get a bonus die if you set about sharing the drinks? Yeah. Like all property held in common style. What happens if we seize the means of production? <laughs> Can we stage a revolution? Will Probably. that make them happy? Probably. Incredible. Okay. Um... <laughs> I think you might have sent the worst person possible to have this conversation somehow. <laughs> I'll I'll say um, you don't like my money. Uh, what about if I if I buy a drink for you as well? And I'll just throw my charm. I'm not trying to buy a drink for everybody. Though, obviously, I don't know that. So uh, forty-two. So that's just a regular success. With all this money you must have, a drink is nothing to you. Just like the working people, we are nothing to you. And we don't give out our own to rich folk right like you. Uh, what are you even doing here? <laughs> is there any chance of overhearing this? My commie sense is, tw is, is <laughs> twinging, tickling, whatever it does. Tingling. <laughs> you get that, that commie tingle. <laughs> That's right. It's playing the red flag in your head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Would you like to roll for it? Yeah, this is taking place like within earshot, is it? I mean, you can, yeah, you can, you can have joined if you want to. Ah, uh, please. I would just, I'd love to see, like, I don't want to use my player knowledge, but if, if it's like a vibe I can pick up. Yeah, you can pick up the vibe. You can pick up, the the, even the metal D that came to you very politely, like, you could tell that anyone with a credit rating above 50%, they're just like, sneer at. Oh, right. so it's okay. a negative. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so you don't like money. <laughs> so I'm looking around. I I note the like hammer and sickle you can hanging see above the dance floor. This like there's this like, this dangerous vibe around Max, as if like others have noticed what's happening and are like kind of like gearing up for a fight potentially. Okay. Because they're like, who is this snooty person trying to buy our loyalty with drinks and money when they're like oppressing the classes? They're slumming, which is worse. Uh, so there's like this kind of threatening aura around Max right now. And you can probably see that from wherever you are. God, okay. <laughs> well, I would love to help as our resident communist. Now, I did write a communist who happens to dress flamboyantly. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if he has like instant street cred, but I'm going to try it, damn it. As long as you thrifted. <laughs> yeah, I think he basically, because his credit rating is, uh, I'm just going to double check here, I'm pretty sure it's 20. Um, so I think he just spends all of his wages on clothes. Oh, clothes no. and poetry books. <laughs> That's about he has it. priorities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope they like the kind of artsy-fartsy intellectual type of communist. Let's give it a go. Mm. Um, can I try to charm this person? Yeah, but you'll get a penalty die if you seem affiliated with Max. 
I mean, I will. I'm not gonna throw Max <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> yes, comrades, let us destroy this <laughs> bourgeoisie together. Oh god, no. <laughs> that would be mean. <laughs> just punches Max. Haha, now tell me about this girl. We're all friends now. <laughs> yeah, <they're> over. <laughs> okay, I did fail that charm. That's a 72 over 40. Did you say I get a penalty as well? Um, yeah. Okay, I, I'm gonna roll again, I guess, in case I fumble, because I'm honest. Oh, yeah, that. we forgot to give you. No, the cocaine okay, is 50. for fast talk, it isn't for charm. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so I. I <laughs> So I fail to charm. <laughs> so I guess I make the attempt. <laughs> Everyone ignores you. I, like you, you fail to like command enough oh, attention. I, I, I am with very your small, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, and everyone's dressed flamboyant, flamboyantly there. Really, like there's performers and stuff around, and it's Berlin. Everyone's dressed strangely. You might be like even more, but with the atmosphere going on and the kind of threatening aura rising, you. They just do not even realize you're talking to them, so you get completely ignored. I, if I can, I'd like to start talking on uh, Max's coat sleeves then. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I, I'm a bit like, I'm used to people being charmed by me, or um, if not by me, by my money, so I'm just a bit flabbergasted that these people don't automatically love me. <laughs> so I, I am very responsive to being pulled away. Yeah, I will. Just for a word in your ear. Um, Max, this isn't your crowd. <laughs> These are reds, okay? I don't think they like the flash of your cash. We've taken the wrong approach here. Uh, are, are we safe to remain, or should I get Sadie out of here? I think we need to calm some tempers or make a quick exit. Have you tried offering to buy them a drink? <laughs> uh, here, and I'm gonna pass the money to you. I'm a bit scared to go up again. Why don't you buy everybody a drink? Yes, I suppose uh, <laughs> that does make sense. Okay, I did offer. <laughs> What are the other two doing about, uh, what, like, I'm sure you've seen them be very, um, agitated, so what are the other two doing? Andreas and I are, like, shuffling and doing the worm. You should see us taking over this oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We just invented the Macarena. Yeah. It'll catch on soon, we'll see. Awesome. Oh, great. In all honesty... Sadie's probably watching uncomfortably from the dance floor, like dancing real <laughs> slow just to keep an eye on Max. <laughs> and watching Moritz get in trouble as well. Uh. As she'll probably start tugging on Andreas's uh, coat or something to take him over there in that direction. And uh, I think Andreas would, would follow to the bar. Um, does this bartender look like the kind of person who might appreciate <laughs> some <a> free gift. drugs <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> a gift in powder form uh potentially it's hard so i think everyone looks like that <laughs> yeah this <laughs> <To cabaret>. is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think andreas possibly rolls his eyes a little bit 
Um, and he's slightly amused because I imagine that him and Moritz have probably had friendly arguments about free market versus communism. And uh, gotcha. in his head, he's being proved right that this is uh, <laughs> just some yeah. kind of, this is all very posturing and uh, it doesn't really work in the real world. And this is his chance to prove, really, that uh, his way of thinking is better. So I think he goes over. <laughs> he, he's he's a bit arrogant sometimes, is Andreas. So I think he goes over to the bartender and uh, is just like, oh, you'll uh, you'll have to excuse my my friends. Uh, maybe maybe we can make amends. Is there a? You look very tired, my friend. Perhaps I can uh, give you something as a little pep you up to help you work all night like a good communist does work for the people so he takes out his cigarette case and um opens it and says oh the snow has been heavy in berlin this winter don't you think perhaps i could offer you a little something to help you work through the night you get a rise of an eyebrow and he scratches his beard looks down give feel free to give me a social role what were you going for what was i gonna go for i guess this is probably a is it a psychology thing would you say because of kind of trying to identify that this might be the way in you can roll a psychology if you want to know whether he's interested in the cocaine but to convince him to be on your side you're gonna need a social role Okay. Uh, unfortunately, my strongest social role is intimidate, and I don't think I can threaten him into <laughs> taking the cocaine. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I think it will probably be a persuade, but I think what he might do is reach out and take a pinch of it himself, put it on the back of his hand, and then sniff it and go, that's one of my best. <laughs> so are you trying to persuade him to take the cocaine or are you trying to persuade him to like you or like to talk to you? I don't care if he likes me. I just want him to uh, take the cocaine to kind of get us where we want to go. <laughs> okay, so we're aiming to take the cocaine. Yeah. All right. Uh, roll me a persuade with a bonus die. Well, hey, well, unfortunately, I only have 10, so I'm probably going to need this bonus die. So without that, that would have been a fail at 55. Oh no, 85 <laughs> would have been my other well, one. So 55 is, yeah, massive fail. So he takes the cocaine anyway, because it's free cocaine. Um, <laughs> It'd be weird not to. But then he kind of turns around and starts having a conversation with someone else um, after having successfully noted that you're friends with uh, the rich one. But... Andreas, you had that dream, and in that dream, you saw that strawberry blonde redhead. And in that dream, of course, you can't remember the details, it's been so long. But you look to the side and you see a table with a couple of women with quite intense makeup and some lovely flamboyant clothes, not unlike. Mohitzes. And you know what? They stand out so much that you feel like you've seen them before. Maybe they were here that dream, that night. Maybe they've also seen her. 
Andreas starts rubbing the rest of the cocaine into his gums and then turns to the rest of them and says, Do I know those women? <laughs> I think I know those women, but I don't know if I know this woman. Somebody tell me. Somebody tell me if I know those women because uh, I'm feeling slightly enhanced right now. <laughs> of course, start your timer. Did you want to roll <laughs> for your cocaine dose? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just going to remind myself of uh, 1d3 times 10 minutes. Okay. Ah, I have rolled a 3 on my d6. So okay. we're taking that as a 2. I guess so, yeah. Okay. This is already a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have 20 minutes. Speed run this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moritz puts a hand on either one of your cheeks and looks you fixedly in the eyes. He's already pocketed the cash. Let's just forget about that. Um, <laughs> Never mind this. <laughs> Andreas, Andreas, you know those women, all right? You know them. Now, what do you know about them? Ah, uh, they're dressed like you. Very good, okay. <laughs> you have the same lipstick. Yes, well spotted. You've been to the same hairdressers. And? They're very glamorous. You're very glamorous, Moritz. Yes, thank you. Have very I ever true. told you how glamorous I think you are? <laughs> I know we argue, but politics doesn't have to stay come between us, you know? You have never been more right, Andreas. But uh, let's focus for a moment. Those women, hmm? What about them? You're very good looking, you know. <laughs> I'd like to turn your head to look at the women. <laughs> Andreas is right. I, I've never noticed before how well you dress, Moritz. It's uh, very, very stylish. And, uh, so, do you know I might need your assistance? Yes. <laughs> I think people here are starting to like me. I was dancing there and I got some admiring looks. It's a, it's a much nicer bar than it seems when we first came in. What do you think, Andreas? <laughs> all right, I think we're going to go and talk to them. Sandy? I think it's growing on me. We can all agree this bar is a wonderful place. Moritz is absolutely stunning. Let's go talk to those ladies. <laughs> Thank you. So are you. So are you, Sadie. You as well, Andreas. Gorgeous thing. <laughs> We're all just marvellous. Now let's go and be marvellous over there. Come. Oh my goodness, this is just like a cabaret toilet. <laughs> the, the ladies' toilet at a cabaret. <laughs> it's supportive enough to be a ladies' toilet in the nightclub, isn't it? Everybody be like, oh, no, you're pretty. No, you're pretty. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> I missed out on this experience. Sadie will give Max and uh, Andreas a smile and then sort of pinch the sides of their collars and begin pulling them over in the direction. <laughs> okay, so you're bringing Max to this conversation. Would you like me to take the lead on this one? I think I could probably charm them. I, I, I mean, what are they drinking? I could buy them a whole round for the table. or I, Maybe they'd like a cigarette. Do, Actually, what, do you have cigarettes with you, Andreas? Or, Max. Okay. I always have cigarettes with me. Andreas, why yes. don't you two go dance? Right there in the middle. Do not move from that point in the middle. Hey, what an idea. Let, let, shall we dance, Andreas? Let's dance. Well, good job, Sidian. You brought us about 20 seconds until they spot something shiny. Let's go. Just one problem. I think it's only Andreas who recognizes them. What are we going to say? Uh, Andreas, come back here. Change places. Max, we will dance. Oh, this is hilarious. I think they've been doing the tango at double speed. <laughs> so in their heads, they think that the song is over, but it's actually only halfway through because they're just experiencing the world very quickly. Man, these nice. drums are amazing, uh, but you're just listening to your own heartbeat. 
So steady. Yeah, what a build up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the bass to drop. <laughs> How do we want to do this? Do you want to babysit Max on the dance floor and I'll maneuver Andreas over? Or should we try and get everyone going again? Or do you and me want to go talk to them and we'll leave these two to dance? So many options. I mean, I'll, I'll babysit Max and push Andreas over in yeah. your direction. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be great. Spin me, Max. Spin me. <laughs> spin, spin me like one of your German girls. <laughs> spin me like my Max. Don't be shy. Spin me like my daughter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Whoa. Uh, please, wait a let's minute. Not, let's not. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, I guess uh, <laughs> I maneuver Andreas over. Or possibly lag behind as he <laughs> ticks over at double speed. Ladies, ladies, it's so good to see you again. Uh, uh sorry, darling, we do, we do not recall. Oh, you 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 must. I I I have met you in this club about a year ago. I I'm, I'm certain of it. I would never forget such beautiful red hair. They do not have red hair. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe in his head he thinks they have red hair. Like, I'm sorry, uh... I'm a little colorblind. I am struck colorblind by your beauty. Well, you flatterer. What, what do you want? You can sit with us. You may sit with us. We don't. Uh, do you recognize him? No. Oh, well, you may sit with us anyway. And I think he plops himself down in between them. <laughs> I, <laughs> Moritz will like awkwardly just like sit on the end of this row, I guess. Moritz, 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 Moritz. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. And I think he pulls Moritz over and kind of encourages him to sit on his lap. <laughs> like this a ventriloquist dummy. Is... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just like the dummy they saw earlier. This is my friend. This is my good friend, Moritz. Uh, ladies, delighted to meet you. Uh, we were hoping... We love your outfit. Thank you. You must <laughs> let me know where you got yours. Oh, well, you know, there's this little shop. <laughs> We'd happily chat about boutiques for a few minutes. <laughs> and now that they like us... We actually, I mean, Andreas just simply would not, he was convinced he knew you. And in fact, don't you have a mutual friend with, who actually does have red hair? Uh, do you know the young lady I'm talking about? I, I'm not sure, darling. She's uh, Eastern European. Amazing cheekbones, you know? Mm. Oh yes, cut your hand on them. <laughs> well, that's starting to ring a bell. You know, she's about, uh, I don't know, yay high, and she's wearing, well, it wasn't as nice as what you're wearing, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, you know, red hair, you know, one young uh, Sasnovsky, you know? Yes, uh, I vaguely remember a woman of that description, though, though I think her name was Sanskovsky or Sanskovska or something like that. That's the one. The very same. Yeah, 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 she was something of a regular around the club. She stopped coming, though. You know, after she checked herself in the land fair and was taken off to the loony bin. Oh, goodness. Uh, we've not heard. I do tell. Your attention is drawn to the stage because the orchestra is finishing its interlude and a sign is being put up announcing the next act. Jack the Escape King. Nearby lurks a man carefully removing oiled chains and shackles from a trunk. His act, however, is postponed indefinitely by the surprise arrival of two strange characters. A man and a woman, obviously drunk on love and cognac. 
The man is somewhat swarthy, a look enhanced by extensive coal around the eyes. His hair is coiffured into elaborate curls at the cheeks and forehead. He wears a brocaded and embroidered bolero jacket with no shirt underneath, gold bangles and rings, Turkish pants, and silver buckled boots. The woman's ensemble is almost simple by contrast, yet she is immediately the center of attention. The women next to you stop talking and just turn to look at her. Despite the evening heat, she wears a full mink coat. Around her throat and wrists are strings of glittering jewels, blood-red rubies and sparkling diamonds. Her legs are bare, but her high-heeled pumps are of crocodile leather. From her neck dangles a baby chimpanzee, looking frightened by the smoke and noise of the room. The woman's hair is cut shoulder length and is flaming red. Her face is covered with thick makeup, as if she's just come from the stage. Chalk white skin crossed by a severe crimson slash that is her painted mouth. Her left eye flashes behind a monocle. Anyone who is native German immediately recognizes this woman as Anita Berber, a transgressive dancer, poet, and film actress. The man's identity, however, is anybody's guess. Anita! Frau Berber! The crowd calls out to her and whistles. She flashes a gap-toothed smile and waves. Eric, your maitre d', is immediately by her side, bowing psychophantically. May I take your coat, Fräulein? He asks. Certainly, Berber replies. To a chorus of gasps and whistles, she slips out of her coat to reveal her lithe, pale, white, naked body, the chimp pressing itself against her flesh. Even the orchestra ceases its playing as everyone stares. Berber, in total control, moves out among the tables. Passing by where you are, she takes her pet and hands it off to Sadie. She says, here, hold my ape. <laughs> Sadie will not break eye contact with her and smile and say, oh my uh, pleasure, thank you. Her companion quickly heads around to the orchestra and speaks with a cellist as Bebe continues to move among the tables, stopping occasionally to smile or coo at a gobsmacked patron. As the cellist strikes up Tchaikovsky's Nocturne in D minor, Berbe, continuing with her naked pavan, intones a poem. She says, Orchids, translation by Meryl Cole. I came into a garden. The garden was full of orchids. So full and rich. It bloomed alive, quivering. I could not get through its sweet entanglements. I love them madly. They are, for me, like women and boys. I kissed and tasted each one until the end. All died red on my lips, on my hands, on my sexlessness that unfolds all sexes. I am pale as the moon's silver. 
She finishes to scattered applause. About half the room seems enraptured, the other merely confused. Anita, laughing, returns to Sadie. Thanks, dollface, she says and retrieves her pet. Anytime. She then heads. <laughs> she then heads to a large corner booth, still naked as the day she was born, and starts snorting cocaine from a special ring designed to hold bumps of the drug. Her having a grand old time with her lover, with the elaborate coif and greets her fans as they come by to say hello. I like this place. <laughs> <laughs> I was really disappointed when I thought I was going to get to see that guy in handcuffs on the stage, but uh, you know, there were the compensations. You've got a point. That was masterful. What an artist. <laughs> I still want to see the guy though. <laughs> that lady is uh, captivating, no? She asked you to hold her monkey. <laughs> what a privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Yes, indeed she did. <laughs> tell us what it feel like exactly. Describe it. <laughs> Soft. Yes, tell us about the monkey. Strange. <laughs> breathtaking <laughs> <laughs> so soft against my flesh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you know when chimps attack they don't attack to kill they go for the soft tissue they go for the hands they go for the eyes they go for the face they're more about dominance rather than killing what an incredible fact That's true thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am glad that um that chimp is well behaved. <laughs> Actually, the chimp is pretty terrified. It was probably like shaking in your arms. Oh, that's sad. I was hoping they had a good arrangement. I mean, the cabaret is not a really like a place a, for a chimpanzee. A good place. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, no, very fair. So about this Polish girl. Oh, uh, yeah. That's 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 all. I. She seemed. She was around. We never talked. You said she was locked. She locked up. What, what happened to her? Well, she jumped from the land in the land fair. What is the land fair? It's a river. A river. A river. Oh, right. The land fair canal. I know that. You've seen Berlin. I live Berlin. here. I, <laughs> of course, am familiar. <laughs> well, that's terrible. And they've uh, they've got her locked up somewhere, do they? That's what we had. Tragic. Very. Max has managed to find somebody that will talk to him and is standing with back to Anita Berber and is talking um, in quite a lot of depth about um, how amazing and beautiful and wonderful Gerda is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Aww. near Anita Aww. and her partner? Yeah, but I've got my back to her and I'm very, um, very focusedly not looking at her. Okay. I wrote me listen. Okay. Listen. 20. Um, and I got 41, so fail. Okay. Uh, you just can hear, her voice is really, like, she is quite loud. And you can tell that she's talking really excitedly about something with her lover. And you hear the words like, Lustmord and delightfully dark. I'm saying... And her name is Gerda. She's a singer. She she <laughs> wouldn't perform in a club like this. It is a 
much more uh, high class. You know, she gets very large crowds. She's the most beautiful woman you've ever. That's actually her so mother over there. Terrible! You're so exciting. You hear from the other side of the conversation. This woman <laughs> is very obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> what is she talking about? Can you hear her? Uh, I'll try and tune into that conversation. Maybe move a wee bit closer. Okay, yeah, you hear the word Grossman. What a terrible, but possibly, oh, wicked, insane genius. Ah, you are talking about Grossman, are you? Oh, terrible, such terrible for the victims, but also, oh, there is something about the darkest of savage acts that a human can carry out. It's just so titillating, just when the sex of it all. Have you heard the rumors that if you bought meat sausages around the time that he was active, then perhaps you have unknowingly consumed one of his victims? Her smile just widens. And you see again the gap between her teeth and her, she kind of brushes her flaming red hair and she says, sit, and then offers you some cocaine with like a big smile on her face. Of course. Second dose. Yes, I shall take <laughs> the cocaine, so. <laughs> Sanity roll, is it? I think so. Let me just double check. Uh, lose. 0 slash 1d3 sanity points per additional dose beyond the first of taking within an hour of one another. So they are, so I'll roll my sanity first of all. What's that? Oh, that's a 0, zero 1. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh. You're okay there. Hey. What a waste of a crit. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Damn it. And uh, raise my head after uh, taking the dose. And I say, so what do you know about Grossman then? You seem to have a specialist interest. Oh, I wish I knew more, but uh, my lifestyle keeps me so busy. I just know what's on the papers. Uh, but you know what? Do you want to know? Since you're so great to tell me about these sausages, I do love a good sausage. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we are working on a new suite of dances. It's going to be called Dances of Vice, Horror and Ecstasy. It's going to be inspired by all the feelings I get when I think about oh, all these waves of murders recently coming up all over the place. Terrible, terrible, isn't it? So terrible. It is terrible indeed, but you're right. There is a certain thrill to be had when you think about it. Yes. Max, is it? Did you say? Uh, yes, Max Oswald. Very nice to meet you. Perhaps you are aware of my club, Club Maximal? Oh, I was not. But uh, perhaps I'll pay a visit if you're looking for a performer. I like you. I would love to have you as an honored guest. Very handsome, but into such a... Um, I can't quite describe it. Like in a... In a oh, can I, can I bite you? <laughs> I feel like you'd be so soft. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I come think... on. But you, just a little bit. 
I think I prefer to leave the bites for the bedroom. Well, if you're brave enough, the whole world's a bedroom. <laughs> just a little nibble, come on. Uh, I, I won't I, tell anyone. I'm just so curious, you look so soft. Max, mm. how are you doing over here? Uh, <laughs> give, give it your best shot. Sadie, this, this wonderful lady is going to bite me. Yeah. She starts nibbling your cheek very, very politely. And she says, yes, mmm. Ah. Touch him, Sebastian. This is the softest cheek I've ever bitten. I'm sorry, yes, even even, even compared to yours, you know, you have that stubble I hate. So, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You're the pretty one who held my ape. Thank you so much. You're the most adorable thing. Where do you come from? Your performance was captivating, Ed. <laughs> I know. My family come from uh, Yakutia in Russia, and I have uh, ancestors from Mongolia. Fascinating. Oh, you are so unique and special and just, oh my goodness, so come here and have some cocaine. There's plenty for everyone. Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Yay, uh, everyone on drugs. <laughs> I, I, actually, uh, Sadie, uh, we need to, we need to go. I've just remembered oh, we have you that, have uh, time for some cocaine. We have. It does own... not take even a minute. It's just a little sniff. It's snow is good for you. Ah. Oh. It just makes everything so clear, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. I, I, I'm going to start like gesturing to try and get Andreas or Moritz or somebody to come over because I'm suddenly very concerned that this woman might mention Grossman again in front of Sadie. <laughs> it's not the cocaine that's the problem. <laughs> if we're done, uh, we've gotten. A, it sounds like we've gotten the story. Uh, of our quarry out of these two, so definitely be looking around to see what you're up to. Yeah, same. Okay. They're talking to her. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you think we could wow. get an autograph? Ladies, I'm so sorry. Um, we, You understand. <laughs> we're going to go <laughs> get autographs. You're getting autographs? Well, I, we're going to approach. Yeah. Uh, Anita, you must meet my other friends. This is uh, Moritz and Andreas. Well, hello. Join us. We have cocaine. Mm, the magic words. <laughs> she offers you some. You, there's plenty of space to sit around the booth. There's a couple of other fans as well, just mesmerized by her. And she offers you uh, a little sniff each. Absolutely. It's impolite to say no. She t looks at you, <laughs> Moitz, and she says, You're pretty too. Oh, you well. <laughs> Not normally my type, but you know what? There is something. S See, something. I told you. I told you you were pretty. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't usually partake, but <laughs> since it's you, <laughs> drugs for all. Drugs Everyone, for all. roll your drug dice. All right. Wait, there's <laughs> dice right. to roll um, for drugs. Hold on. Yeah, this is a first. What are we doing? You are doing the cocaine stuff. Yes. Yeah, roll, roll a d3 and multiply it by 10, and that's how long you're affected. I got another 3, so I've got another 30 minutes. Thank you you uh, also roll a sanity for the second Sorry. time. So, Andreas, uh, oh, yeah, Andreas, did you roll a sanity? 
Uh, I'm just trying to work out if 20 minutes has passed in game um, since probably my not. last dose. Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, it's I've... probably just coming up to that, I'm thinking. Yeah, roll me luck. Okay. What is my luck? We did roll luck, didn't we? Yeah, and Bear I've just noticed me. in the drug rules it also says make a luck roll for every dose after the first. A failure results in the loss of 1d4 hit points, so I'm going to do that now as well. Okay. Well, I failed my luck. Okay, so unfortunately the 20 minutes is not quite up yet. Okay. So, so. lose 1d3 sun points per additional dose within the hour. Oh dear. Okay. So, my sun is currently at 36. It's not great. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> I rolled 66. So that, unfortunately, is three sun lost for Andreas. Oh dear. 1d3. Oh no, I rolled a one, so that's only one loss. Still not great. Okay. Uh, the other thing you need to do is make a luck roll for every dose after the first. A failure results in the loss of 1d4 hit points. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Max has passed that roll. Oh no. Okay, right. Here we go then, I suppose. You've been given drugs. <laughs> ah, that is a failed luck roll at 79. Oh. Ah, he's not doing too well today, is he? How much did you lose? 24 hit points. Let's have a look. Ah, I rolled four. Ah, no. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Somebody so you have a needs... bad reaction. <laughs> Somebody needs to take him home and put him to bed. I'm now down to five hit points. So how do you react? What does that look like in terms of like your immediate reaction to this this uh, cocaine hit? Okay. Um, in real life, I'm not at all certain what a cocaine overdose looks like. Uh, so I shall just say that his eyes suddenly go completely black. His pupils dilate totally. And he realizes he's made a terrible mistake because he knows his drugs. He knows what his limits are. He knows what's a, a safe dose. And for him, he knows there's something very wrong here. And his heart starts racing and he feels blood starting to drip from his nose. And suddenly everything just looks too bright and everything is too loud and he is shaking. Oh, poor thing. He had a bit too much. It's okay. This is good stuff, you know, but maybe someone needs to take him home. The rest of you. Maybe you can stay and party. Uh, may maybe a bit too good? Oh, yes, probably. Hmm. Well, anyway, and she turns around and starts talking to some other fans. Come on, Andreas, I... I think it's time we got you home. Damn it, Andreas, you're supposed to be good at this. You're making us look bad in front of the movie star. <laughs> this never normally happens to me. Do you have any cannabis? It'll lower your heart rate. <laughs> Just take uh, more drugs, Andreas, quick. Oh, I, I can help you there, actually. I've got a cigarette case full of stuff. The drug rules in this game are absolutely hardcore, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> you, you went for it though. You were like, well, we I can't really say no to the movie star. 
Mm-hmm. He really can't. No. Does cannabis actually help? Is that in the rules? It's not in the rules. God, no. I don't know. <laughs> okay. If I'm going to die, I'm glad I died sniffing cocaine out of a native <laughs> Thurber's ring. <laughs> Put it on my gravestone. <laughs> and then he probably passes out. <laughs> okay. Uh... I reckon we're going to say that you unfortunately had to cut the party slightly short and uh, made it back to the club, like Sumal, where I think you probably took Andreas with you, not wanting to leave him alone. And you huddle down, even though it's still not open because of um, the repairs, but I'm sure they're coming to a close soon. You probably struggle to go to sleep because all of you are on drugs. Um, Andreas is passed out, so that's not a problem for him. But the rest of you are probably a bit hyped, so you probably stay up and chat for a while. And then eventually sleep. I will not shut up about how disappointed I am that we had to leave. <laughs> yeah, you would have probably been, been invited to an orgy, and we know how much Andreas loves us. You missed out the orgy opportunity. Andreas loves orgies, <laughs> this is known. It he does. It is canon. <laughs> you have a very strong feeling that this would have escalated in, into an orgy, and you're all very, yeah. You have feelings about that. Oh god, yeah. Lots of feelings. <laughs> Just going round and round in circles. So they just got her arms crossed in the corner and she's very upset. <laughs> <laughs> and as you, you know, chat through the night angrily on cocaine until you finally start drifting off to sleep, this is where we're going to end today's episode. This brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Lydia, Hal, Jillian, of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars right, where you get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com and funeraldice.com using code STARS10, one use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at stazarai.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. But wait, what's that? Our cult has inducted a new member. Welcome, Kyle Maxwell, and thank you for your support on Patreon. May the omens be ever in your favour. Your support means the world to us. Let's feel that love by reading one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsallright.com reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Gooders said, Thank you, Stars Are Right team. I'm having so much fun listening to your podcast, Love the scenarios and brilliant production, but what makes it extra special is the fantastic chemistry between all of the players and the characters you create. You're having a great time and are so infested, it's infectious. I love it, and I can't stop listening. Thank you very much, Gooders. I agree. <laughs>